Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Dolphins in Depth Podcast. I'm Daniel Yafusi. That is David Neal. Thanks so much for tuning in. Quick reminder, as always, before we start, make sure to like, subscribe to the Miami Herald YouTube page, share all that good stuff. Uh, we want the engagement. Subscribe to the Miami Herald. Subscribe to the Miami Herald as well. I was going to get to that. Subscribe to the get, Miami Herald as always. Get the money. Get the money. <laughs> hey, I think this, this might bring us some money too. But anyway, uh, it's been a couple of weeks since uh, we last checked in. We're about a week removed from the Super Bowl. Uh, getting closer to we, the start. We, we saw that well, didn't we? Oh, yeah. I was going to say, we both picked the Eagles. and I mean, we were looking good. We were, we were good for half. We were looking we were good, good at halftime, but Patrick Mahomes does what Patrick Mahomes does. And, you know, the Chiefs won it again. Uh, so we're off on that. But we're officially full steam ahead into the offseason franchise tag window opened uh tuesday doesn't look like the dolphins are going to be franchise tagging anybody you know mike kaseki looks like he might be on his way out not really a lot of big name free agents this year for the dolphins however there was some dolphins news earlier this week uh the dolphins after weeks of speculation confusion concern they officially introduced their newest defensive coordinator, Vic Fangio. Uh, the media got the opportunity to meet with him, speak to him, ask him a few questions uh, to the person that's going to be leading the Dolphins defense and is going to be tasked with turning around that defense in 2023. Um, my quick thoughts on that. I thought, I thought it was nice. I thought it was, uh, it was a good introduction to him. Um, obviously, he spent the year away from the game, so I was very curious as to like what was he doing. There was a lot of reports that he was consulting the Eagles and working with the Eagles and it turns out um, he was actually, I mean, he was about 600 miles north of uh, of Miami, you know, he was in Destin, on, Destin, Florida on the panhandle, uh, you know, I guess maybe uh, golfing. And he, he said that he, you know, was still watching football, immersing himself in the game. He had a little desk set up. He took it wherever he went when he was traveling. He was watching situational ball and whatnot. So he was still, you know keeping the creative juices flow. And he said he thought of some new coverage schemes and whatnot. Um, and he said that, you know, after a year off from, uh, um, from, you know, from the game after he was fired from the Broncos, spent a little, spent uh, the preparation uh, into the Super Bowl, um, assisting the Eagles with, uh, you know, offensive kind of preparation and, and, and points and whatnot. Um, he said he never thought of retirement um, and he settled on this, not settled, but he landed on this opportunity to return to the game in Miami. Um, he named a lot of stuff, a lot of reasons for why he uh, came to Miami because he was a defensive coordinator in high demand. But he said, hey, I really like the nucleus of players. I really like the staff. 
Dolphins got a good thing going, and, and he he's a veteran mind. He's like, hey, when you think of the Dolphins, you think of Don Shula, you know, undefeated season. You think of Dan Marino. We got to bring it back to excellence. And he's like, hey, he's like, I think the league is better. I think the NFL is better when the Dolphins are relevant in, in the hunt, and hopefully we can get it back to that, you know. So uh, he, he said the right things. Obviously, you know, he's kind of the guru of the modern defensive schemes that we've seen across the NFL. Um, you know, if not blitzing and putting a lot of guys in coverage, but I really liked, I really liked kind of his, uh, kind of his ethos and the way he um, kind of talked about that. He's like, Hey, I'm a blitz when I want to, you know, I don't, I don't want to have to blitz all the time, but if I have to, uh, or if I want to, I'm going to do it. Um, but it's not about, you know, my philosophy. He's like, I'm not into buzzwords. You know, what I'm about is, uh, you know, doing what's best for the players, creating a defense that doesn't, allow the offense to score because that's what it's about i mean if you're on offense your job is to score if you're if you're on defense your job is to not let the offense score and he's like hey we're gonna do whatever and everything we need to do to let that happen uh so overall i think he said the, uh he said a lot of the right things I, again he's been around the nfl for shoot three decades um you know he only spent one year away from the game so he still has familiarity with some of these players he talked about how uh you know there's a couple guys on the Dolphins that he really liked in the draft process like uh Javon Holland and Christian Wilkins and Jalen Phillips and obviously he gets reunited with Bradley Chubb uh who he coached back in Denver and he had a Pro Bowl season under Vic Vangio so um there's a lot of things to be excited about in Miami but obviously you know he's like hey they, it was asked to him he said hey uh it was asked how close is this defense to being a Super Bowl caliber? And he's like, can we get a practice in? So uh, obviously we got a couple of weeks, a couple of months till, you know, the practice, till practices start until real practices start. Um, but I think he said a lot of the right things. Um, I think that this is a perfect balance for uh, the Dolphins because obviously on uh, the offensive side of the ball, you have a guy in Mike McDaniel who, you know, really turned this his offense around in one year and brought the best out of Tua with Jalen Waddle and Tyree Kill and some of their veteran additions last offseason. Um, I think the expectation is, and obviously we're going to see what happens in free agency and the draft and whatnot, but I think the expectation is definitely that, hey, Mike McDaniel turned around a bottom 10, bottom 15 offense into a top 10 offense in one year. You've got a lot more talent on his defense. And, you know, you're one of the most respected defensive lines in the NFL. I think the expectation is definitely to hit the ground running and that this is going to be a top unit in uh, 2023. Uh, what, what are your expectations for this Vic Fangio-led defense? Um, I mean, realistically, they can be very good defense. I mean, he's uh, he's – you know, as we discussed a couple weeks ago, this is a guy who seems like he is a defense. He's a defensive coordinator. You know, maybe he's not a head coach. Um, you know, maybe he didn't have the best personnel in Denver, but there are guys who are just very good defensive coordinators, great defensive coordinators. As you said, he's you know some of his ideas and concepts are being employed throughout the league, and so you know all he's got to do is you know fit what he does to what the Dolphins have. And you, you know, it seems like the Dolphins have a lot of, you know, pretty good personnel. It's um, if they're healthy. And yeah, that's a big point. Uh, that's, that's a big, you know, uh, you know, first ability, availability. And the, um, and after that, you know, I, I, he knows this league. Um, I don't think there's going to be anything that's going to surprise him. I don't think there's going to be anything that is going to catch him off guard. Um, I think he, 
he probably knows the Dolphins personnel pretty darn well and better than most, you know, new defensive coordinators coming in to a situation. So that'll probably cut down the, you know, his learning curve. And, you know, I, I think that, you know, I think this can be really good defense. And I also think the whole complimentary football thing, you know, the offense can make life a lot easier for the defense. Yeah. You know, you could, you go out there and you get, and you put up 10, 14 points in your first couple drives. And, you know, the other team, you know, doesn't put up any or puts up three uh, coaches. They start to get nervous, you know, play that that runs down into the players they start to get a little you know get get a little nervous and it's it becomes easier to play defense um even though even even if it's only the first quarter yeah um or second quarter and um well you know unless you know you got him a Mahomes or a josh allen or you know justin herbert um and so I think that the offense is at a point where they can really help out the defense yeah. and uh, and create and put and put the defense in good situations that limits you know the options for the opposing offense or gives the opposing off offense the concept the idea that they are limited in what they can do even if they aren't actually yeah um, so. Yeah, I, expectations. I don't know. It's let, let's like you said. You know, let's let's get a couple practices. Let's get out of February for Pete's sake. And before we start talking about you know expectations, um, but you know, are the I, I think you still have to have Buffalo as the favorite in the division, and the Dolphins are clearly the second best team. Um, I think they're clearly better than New England, and I think they're clearly better than the Jets when healthy. You know, although you know the Jets, you know, ever figure out, you know, who to put under center, um, you know, the ghost of Joe Namath or something. Um, you know, they they get thrown into the mix, but um, yeah, I think, you know, the Dolphins are contenders right there for the division title and who knows once once the once the you know the playoffs start because they sure acquitted themselves well this year in a very disadvantaged situation so but again like like, like Pangeo said hey let's let's get a practice in and you know let's get out of February before we start talking about expectations yeah exactly I mean you uh you know this is the this is just one of many steps that the Dolphins, you know, are hoping to take over the next couple of months to really building a contender in 2023. Obviously, they got their guy to lead the defense. Um, and now, you know, the next step is in free agency and the draft, uh, offseason moves starting to put really put that defense together. That can that can be a winner. I mean, to, to and going back to your point about being a contender, I think it, I think it kind of goes the other way. I mean, it goes 
the other way in terms of complimenting the defense, complimenting the offense. I mean, part of Vangio's, you know, comments on, on Monday was, you know, he said, hopefully we'll be a team that will keep the points down, make it hard for teams to score a lot of points and put our offense in positions to score points for us. I mean, one of the really glaring spots about uh, the, the Dolphins defense this past season was that they, they were 31st in, in, in takeaways. I believe let me bring it up. They, they had 14 takeaways. That was Second fewest in the NFL. Um, so obviously, you know, if you're, I mean, I mean, hey, think about how good this offense was uh, th- this past season. Imagine if, you know, instead of 14 turnovers, you got 20 turnovers or, I mean, takeaways, or maybe you got 25. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, obviously, Banjo's defense is, uh, you know, they're, they're known for confusing quarterbacks, forcing a lot of turnovers and whatnot. So, hey, just imagine if you're giving your offense more opportunities to score and they don't have to drive the length of the field. I think that, uh, you know, it's it, it's definitely a pairing that, uh, you know, it could be really good for both sides of the ball. So, there's still, uh, still ways to go, though. Yeah, tur- but turnovers are a uh... – Turnovers are a capricious mistress. That's true. Um, but it, there are very, very few teams, very few defenses throughout NFL history that year in, year out, they were gonna, you were gonna see a lot of turnovers out of them. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And generally these these days, I tend to look at you know I'll look at a if I look at the top three four teams in turnovers, and going to the next year, I immediately say okay. You know, let's let's knock off your your you're good. Let's take you back to the middle of the pack. You know, I'm going to knock off 10, 15 turnovers from you because that's what's going to happen. That that's that's what ha- seems to happen every year. And you know, the Dolphins two years ago. Yeah, they were leading the NFL, and now you know right. now they had a little bit of regression now, to the mean or wait wait below. Right. Them. It yeah, just yeah. yeah, and that that happens to everyone. It, it's that happens to everyone. It's it's just it's a difficult thing to it's a difficult thing to keep up and maintain um, over 16 games, much less over two or three years. So, yeah, I mean, they're going to be, you can't expect them to be, you know, bottom, you know, bottom five again, yeah. um, because that's not, I, I definitely don't think that's their talent, but I don't think you can expect all the, either a jump back to where they were two years ago. Yeah, but you're right. If if they just get, you know, if they had six more turnovers, if you if you have six more turnovers and they're in the right spots during the season, yeah. you know that's that could be two more wins or three more wins. Yeah, you know. So, and then and then your whole, you know, your whole playoff setup looks looks very different. So, you know, yeah, this, you know, that's that's one that's one thing the Dolphins can. Uh, probably take comfort in is like okay we don't get it can't be any worse it can't be much worse yeah um so yeah yeah by all accounts uh this past season Dolphins defense was average maybe a little below average depending on how you view it um you know again they got the talent there the defense is not complete but if you get marginal improvement in, in, you know, this next season, I think that this is definitely, and then obviously you got to have the offense sustaining that play and, you know, health from two and whatnot. But if you have that marginal improvement from the defense, um, I think this is, this definitely, this definitely should be an improved team and a team uh, that, that could potentially make some noise. But again, it's February, got a couple, got a couple months before it really matters, but uh, definitely, definitely a lot of excitement in South Florida for uh, the rival of Vic Fangio. 
All right, we're going to take a short break, but when we come back on the other side of things, we got to hit on a couple of things, off-season priorities. We're going to talk a little bit of Tua and more. Uh, so stay locked with us. We'll be back soon. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody? Still here with David Neal on the Dolphins of that podcast, talking all things Dolphins. And before we get out, uh, get out of here on the second half of the pod, I want to kind of do a bunch of quick takes on a bunch of stuff over the past couple of weeks, as well as kind of looking ahead. But I want to start with some Tua talk. You know, we got to talk to uh, um, he kind of broke his silence. You know, we haven't heard from him uh, since that uh, second diagnosed concussion um, the, the day after Christmas, essentially sidelined him for the end of the season. However, he was out in Phoenix for Super Bowl week. Uh, he was at Radio Row, did the rounds, uh, promoting his uh, partnership with uh, Subway. You know, he got a couple got a couple on-field questions about the concussions and whatnot, and uh, he kind of revealed some interesting news about what his off-season regimen will look like. Uh, you know, he's speaking with Fandos up in Adams' show uh, with Kay Adams uh, a couple weeks back, and he said that he's planning on partaking in judo. Uh <laughs> in the off season to kind of learn how to fall properly. And, you know, obviously, you know, he's taken some kind of innocuous uh, hits to the head falls where he's hit his head and he's been uh, sustained concussions, but um, he said, he's going to, you know, be doing judo to kind of make sure he's like falling properly and avoiding those, those hits that may, you know, lead to concussions. He said, quote, we've got a plan set up and I'll be doing judo on Fridays just so I can figure out understanding my body and how to fall. He also said, you know, despite the concussions, you know, he had a lot of people in his ear about what he should do. Um, and, you know, just, you know, and even with being a new father, how sometimes that might kind of creep into his mind. But he said, hey, I don't have, you know, any any reservations. Um, he said, I, I don't think it forces me to be afraid of wanting to come back and play. I def- it definitely makes me want to do things to help myself out by hopefully not being in those positions next year. And obviously, you know, doing judo this offseason, he's hoping is going to kind of prevent him from taking those hits. Uh, I thought it was kind of interesting. Um, you know, when we spoke to Mike McDaniel and Chris Greer at the end of season news conference, I mean, one of the questions asked was, is there anything you can do about the way he falls? Because again, a lot of some of these hits um, that he's had or some of these falls that he's taken and hits to the head um, are kind of innocuous hits and kind of hits that you wouldn't think. They're not like the, you know, blunt force the helmet to helmet kind of contact that you think is a kind of kind of um synonymous with uh with concussions um and mcdaniel said hey yeah i mean there's some things that we can do it's kind of like treating um um a quarterback who doesn't really know how to slide how to slide you know you take him to uh you know like a, a baseball park or whatever and you work with you know shortstop and you kind of treat him uh uh tr- uh, tr- uh uh so, excuse me um, teach him how to slide so, I mean, this is kind of part of that process to hopefully um, 
prevent these concussions. I mean, Tua himself said, hey, I, I don't think that, you know, I'm prone. I don't I think it's just kind of some bad luck with the uh the concussions that I had. Um and he, he also kind of uh, let it be know that hey, I mean the team is being very very cautious the second time. So although it although it on paper took him quote unquote one month to uh, to leave the concussion protocol, um, he he let it be known that the team is being very very cautious, and that that's what it appears um, from the previous reporting from the Herald and, and elsewhere that the team is just being very very cautious. Um, you know, taking him through the process way longer than maybe he should have been in. Um, but regardless, um, what are your thoughts on? Tua taking on judo in the fall, or excuse me, in the uh, spring, in the summer. You know, I'm not sure if he thinks it's going to help him. Okay, you know, um, I, I don't think I have. I mean, I understand the, you know, learning how to fall, learning how to, you know, kind of roll with force and everything. Um, if, if people who are, you know, more into contact, uh, collision and collision sports who make their living doing that have talked to him and convinced him that this would help. Okay. I, I, I don't, I don't know, but you know, my initial thing is the doubt, but then you know, again, kind of feel like, what the heck do I know? Um, it, it seems to me, though, that when you are the the hits that have been sort of look like as the you know the concussive hits, I'm not sure how much could he have you know even if you have a certain you know okay you know know how your body falls and everything it 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 seems to me to be a very kind of immediate thing, you know, so quick and so bang, bang, you know, or bang, you know, bump that you, you kind of question, wait a minute, can you do anything about that? Is that something you really can do something about? I don't know, but uh, he apparently believes so. Um, he's a smart guy. I'm sure he's, you know, checked this out, looked it up and researched it. And so, you know, let's see. I can't hurt. Yeah. I mean, it's worth a try. I mean, again, it's worth a try. Yeah. I mean, this. Yeah. 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 You've got, and, you know, if it helps with other possible injuries, you know, that's fine too. Because he doesn't exactly have a great track record of, you know, you know, playing, you know, the concussions were a thing this season. You know, there were other problems previous seasons. So, you know, anything that helps him play 17 games, yeah, fine. Go for it. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I mean, so, this is uh, – yeah, I, I never heard of doing something like this. You know, I, I mean, I did karate growing up, but, you know, I was – I mean, just, it just never really crossed my mind. Like, I, I I wondered that as well. Like, what what do you do to kind of avoid, like, the, the way he falls? So, obviously, a big part of judo was kind of understanding leverage and body movements and whatnot. So, hey – uh, maybe after a couple months of doing this, maybe it becomes muscle memory. Maybe it helps, like you said, maybe it helps the way he kind of turns or moves while he's falling to the ground. And again, uh, if it does help, I mean, I don't even know if we'll be able to know if it does, but, you know, if he doesn't sustain any more concussions, then we can say, hey, maybe the judo worked. Um, but obviously, you know, you got to try something to 
uh, you know, protect yourself and make sure that, you know, he's being protected. So uh, we'll, we'll see see how that goes. It'll be interesting to talk to him uh, next time we do and see how that's going. All right, moving on. Uh, as I said before, we got uh, off-season coming. We got we to have a flurry of activity soon. We got the NFL scouting combine next week in Indianapolis. You're stomping grounds. Uh, <laughs> there you go. I remember it. I remember. I'm a good co-host. I remember. It. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, I'll be. I'll be there next week to cover the biggest names in the draft. The week after that, or so, we got to start. Or uh, two weeks after that, we got to start free agency. The Dolphins gonna have to move some money around to make sure they can make some moves, bring in some talented players. We'll see how they do that. Um, but real quick, uh, off-season priorities: one on offense, one on defense. I thought about this a lot. There's one position on each side of the ball. I think the Dolphins should target and bring in a high-end caliber player. I'll say on offense, got to bring in a, a, a starting, a high-end starting caliber right tackle, whoever that is, bring them in. Um, you know, we saw some of the hits Tua took. Um, that offensive line, you know, Teron Armstead was good. Connor Williams was good. Uh, Rob Hunt was good. But, yeah, right tackle was still shaky. Austin Jackson missing a lot of games. Um Two is your big investment. You got to protect him by any means necessary. Um, I don't think the Dolphins – I know Chris Greer said he's going to, you know, some of the young guys, Eichenberg, Austin Jackson, are still in their plans. But I don't think you can wait for guys to, to, to develop right now. I mean, you've made a bunch of win-now moves in the past year plus, going back to trading for Tyree Kill, signing to what I'm said. You can't wait and kind of hope and kind of wish and think that a guy's going to develop. If you got the opportunity to bring in a starting caliber right tackle to really round out that offensive line, I think you got to do it. On the defensive side of the ball, I think I'm gonna. Have, I think it's going to be a choice that you you kind of you kind of like being a being an OG. Um, I'm gonna say they got to get they got to get a, a legitimate middle linebacker. And I thought about this because I, I thought about the various positions that they need on defense um, that might need a cornerback because of Byron Jones, you know. I don't even know what's going on with Byron Jones. You know, missed the entire season. Uh, they might need a safety to pair with Javon Holland, Brandon Jones coming back from the ACL. Um, but then I thought about it. I'm like, hey, there's so much focus in the new the new age of the NFL and modern football on like pass rusher and cornerback. Like those guys are getting twenty billion dollars a year. Um, that I feel like the middle linebacker position has kind of been devalued in a sense. And I, and I, I, you know, I recall watching, um, you know, the San Francisco 49ers and they got a pair of great middle linebackers um, and uh, Fred, uh, Fred Warner and uh, Dre Greenlaw. And I'm thinking like, I feel like that could really, it's, it's an underrated spot to really, really take your defense to the next level. When you have a guy at middle linebacker, who's not only responsible in, in the run game, defending the run, coming up, making stops, but also, um, you know, defending tight ends and pass coverage, dropping back and coverage and whatnot, and especially in Vic Vangio's defense, where you know you're going to need a guy who can kind of do it all in the middle of the defense. Um, if I had to t- pick one position for the Dolphins to get a standout guy, I, I kind of want them to get a middle linebacker, kind of like a a real leader of the defense. Like, I don't really know who the, who's the leader of this defense. Like, you know, when you think about those great defenses, like you think of you know having that that leader. Obviously, you know, we're going to talk about Zach Thomas and like. In a minute, in a minute, you remember Zach Thomas anchoring that defense in the middle of those Dolphins defenses. I, you know, I remember going up in Baltimore, like Ray Lewis anchored those defense in the middle. And obviously, again, it's a bit of a different game. Um, 
But I think especially in this defense that the Dolphins are going to have with Vangio, if you can get like a, a real middle linebacker, you can kind of do it all, be a three down guy. The Dolphins have some middle linebackers who are about to be free agents, but they don't really have that like every down guy who can do it all um, and, and really make plays. I would love for them to get like a legit middle linebacker, put them in the middle of the defense um, and really start to build that build that defense up. Uh, what positions do you think the Dolphins need to prioritize? Mm, I. <laughs> Well, I agree with you on offensive. The right tackle, because it is to his blind side. Yep. Um, you, that has to be – that's your insurance policy. You need you need that badly, um, especially because, again, we go back to he's got a history of getting hurt. So you got to kind of limit him getting hit. So, you know, that's got to be your guy. Um, as much as everybody, you know, other teams who have a right-handed quarterback or, you know, one left tackle. Um, on defense, whew, I understand the thinking. I like the interesting thinking though on middle linebacker. I like that thinking. Yeah. Uh, and it, it is a value. It's a value move. As they say, you know, you're not going to, you know, you're going to get more. You don't have, you may not have to pay, you know. You're going to get some bang for your buck. You're going to get some bang for your buck if you get the right Right. Money. Right, it's a value value thing. Um, I am still a you know passing league. I want a I want a defensive back or I want you. I want a pass rusher. And the Dolphins got some it, pass rushers on the roster right now that they think right, would be good. Right. So. so so that means defensive back. Okay. You, because it, I mean you can't. I just don't think you can have too many of those. And, uh, you know, both for the fact that, you know, people get injured uh, and also, you know, you know, you just need a more for, for more better coverage. Uh, and um, also, I think there's, you know, more potential for, you know, big plays out of your defense out of the back. Um, so, yeah, I though I like your thinking it's very good very 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 well thought out i'm putting very my well gm hat on i'm putting my gm gm but, on uh, <laughs> yeah i'm gonna i'm i'm gonna still go yeah give me a give me a corner or safety you know i need i you know that just makes me feel a little better back yeah. there um, yeah yeah I'm not mad at that at all, especially, you know, Big Bang is going to do a lot of stuff with coverage. He's going to have a lot of different looks back there. So you need you need some guys who can who can cover and, you know, uh, hold their own on the back end. So I definitely understand that. Obviously, you know, in a perfect world for Dolphins fans, hey, the Dolphins free up a bunch of money and they get a middle linebacker and a cornerback. And a safety and maybe another pass pressure, but obviously, you know, it's not it's not monopoly money. It's not yeah. franchise mode on Madden. So yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. Exactly. This isn't uh this ain't Walmart. Not, not not Walmart. You know, they I was gonna say Chris Gray might be uh he might be balling on a budget in, in a couple of weeks, but we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. All right, two quick things before we get out of here. All right, we saw the Super Bowl. Uh the Dolphins, you know, their hope is that they're there in about a year's time. Is there anything the Dolphins can take away from the Super Bowl? Because I don't know. I it was a very interesting game because we saw we saw a uh what we thought was a complete team in the Eagles we saw them look like that complete dominant team through the first half and then obviously Patrick Mahomes the best quarterback the best player in the league he kind of 
made his magic. However, you know, we did see some, we did see uh some nice contributions from special teams from the uh right. from the Chiefs. We saw the defense step up and only hold uh the Eagles to about 11 points in the second half. Is there anything Dolphins can take away from that? Because I feel like, I don't know, I feel like there's a lot of factors that contributed to the Chiefs coming back from that 10-point halftime deficit. But at the end of the day, it's like, hey, your quarterback's got to be the guy. It's like, yeah, when push comes to shove, we saw Mahomes do make scramble, you know, not, nothing downfield. He scrambles, puts them in field position. Like, I feel like right. it's still a quarterback-driven league. You need you need to have a well-rounded team, but when push comes to shove, you got to have a quarterback that can, uh, you know, make things shake. I, I think you also have to have uh, but I think there's it's Mahomes made made Mahomes look great and on a bad ankle too uh, on a bad ankle and and because that scramble that that big scramble if he was right he might have gone to the end zone with that he's he's like he looked like he was like uh, you know kind of hobbling almost down the field there like I'm, and I'm like so watching like is anybody gonna catch him and just tackle him because he's very clearly not running the way he normally does, but, you know, but, but I think it's still emphasized. The chiefs win still emphasized you're of that. It is a team game that you Mm -hmm. do need everything. They stayed in the game in the first half by, you know, the defensive touchdown kept them in the game that that game could have very easily started to get really out of hand, but then that defensive touchdown happens and suddenly you're going, yeah, you kind of, everything kind of leveled out. Everything kind of yeah, leveled you've been, out. You've been, like, you've okay. been, and that's I guarantee you that I guarantee you on, on both sides of in both on both sidelines, there was this thought, well, well, dang on. They've been pushing everybody around the field. They've been dominating, and it's 14 14. Yeah. And can and how and do you think you're gonna be able to dominate like that for 60 minutes? Not a, not not a, against a very good team. So you know, and then uh, also obviously the big special teams play the longest punt return in Super Bowl history. Super history I, yeah. I, I, was I didn't even know that. Score. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was amazed he didn't score because he he had all the blockers and like there were like two Eagles left. I'm like, how do you not get in the end zone? But they still uh, they still scored. Okay, fine. But that that big play, I mean that that big play made you know one touchdown very easy in the comeback. Okay, um, you they scored. Two touchdowns basically on the same play. They yeah. just did it to the different sides. Yeah. And there wasn't a lot of like they adjusted to what the Eagles were doing. The Eagles, the Eagles, the, the Eagles did, did exactly figure out, oh, yeah, they're gonna okay, we did they did that. They just did this last time. You know, we so what are we gonna do now? Are we gonna no what, what what are you gonna do? You're gonna watch the same man run over, you know, you watch somebody else, you know, the guy run in free on the other side. Just like you did last time on the other side, it, it, it just and um yeah, I think yeah, obviously the Chiefs made adjust made some adjustments. I mean, they you know their second half three TDs in the field goal, and um that's why I really wasn't. I mean, uh, the, I wasn't crazy about the you know the call everybody was screaming about at the end, but I'm like. Well, you know, maybe if you'd stopped them earlier in the half, I might give you a little more of a break. But no, you didn't. They they scored three touchdowns or in the half. You know, you want to win a Super Bowl? Hey, stop somebody in the first three possessions of a half. Yeah. 
you know, when they're when their quarterbacks not necessarily 100 um, percent don't, you know. It, don't allow what happened. Philly had some some sort of control of that game and they really let it get away. And I think the Chiefs offense, I mean, the rest of the offense, defense, special teams, uh, you know, coaching, it it all comes into play to win a Super Bowl. And I think that's your takeaway. I, you know, you could, but that can be the takeaway any year. Yeah. I remember watching John Elway when he, I always said John Elway had to be a better quarterback to get those Denver teams to the Super Bowl that got waxed, that got blown out, and, you know, obliterated. Then he had to be on those two two teams at the end of his career that won it. Why? Because they look look just look at it. You know, the the offense was better, the defense was better, the special teams were better, the coaching was you know, everything was better, and uh, you know. When you have, it's very rarely do you look and say, okay, it's going to be that one guy. That one guy might, like in Tom Brady in Tampa, he might bring everything together. But it all has to be there. You know, yeah. um, you can't, you know, it, it's, it, you don't have, it's got, it's, they all has, it all has to be there, you know, and it, there have to be contributions from everybody. Even that Philly won that year in that shootout with New England, you know, we, you know, the defense eventually, the first, it was the first team that made a defensive play, won the game. So, you know, you needed that, you know. Um, yeah. So, yeah, you, I think that's the takeaway, but I think that's the takeaway every year. Yeah, I mean, uh, you, you speak to that complimentary football and collective contributions. I mean, uh, the Chiefs really weren't and haven't been known for being a run. I mean, a run-heavy team or a, a, very, a good running team. They ran for 158 yards. Obviously, a lot of that came from Patrick Mahomes, but they ran the ball outside of Patrick Mahomes yeah. very, very well. They outrushed the Eagles, who were one of the best uh, running teams in the NFL. So, uh, Which, which yeah. and if you're Philly, you got to kind of look at that and go, how'd that happen when we had a 10-point halftime lead? Yeah, I mean, they, they, you think they they would have been the, you would have thought that they would have been the team pass uh, running the ball a lot and kind of playing ball control a little bit, but maybe, yeah, maybe you know, maybe they should have you know, maybe they should have tried that a little more in the second half as the as the momentum turned, you know, maybe tried to hold on, you know, maybe tried to run the ball a little more and you know pound a little more, you know, just to kind of take some of the steam out. Of, yeah. of Kansas City and take and you know, you know, because Kansas City got into a rhythm. They and you know by that third time you knew when they got the ball it was okay. It's, they're going in. They're they're yeah. scoring. And you know now they're going to go up eight. And you, and now the Eagles are going to have to come down and score and get the two point conversion, which they did. Yeah. But you know, interesting how they like say you first half there wasn't much going on, and it, by late in the second half you had no doubt that the Chiefs were going to score and score as much as they needed to, to win that game. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, overall, and, uh, yeah. So, yeah. Now overall, sure. just a great game, great performances. I mean, on both sides, I mean, Jalen Hurts, I mean, shoot, he was 
balling, yeah. you know, set the, yeah. set the Super yeah. Bowl record for most rushing guards by a quarterback, tied Terrell Davis for most rushing most, most rushing touchdowns. In the Super Bowl. So it, it, it was a great performance and a great game uh, on both sides for sure. So def, definitely a, a treat to watch that. Uh, last thing before we get out, a couple of days before um, Super Bowl Sunday, uh, got some great news in South Florida. Dolphins great. Zach Thomas, the wait is the wait was over, came to an end. Uh, he was officially announced uh, as part of the Pro Football Hall of Fame class of 2023. Uh, he is set to be enshrined Ken later uh, this year. Um, as I said, you know, it was a decade on the ballot. Um, you know, a lot of you know phone calls, you know, the messages uh, letting him know that he wasn't going to be, you know, in the next uh, class. But, you know, um, obviously, you know, he 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 gets one of like the I guess he gets the highest individual honor that you can in the game. Um, I know we spoke about it uh, a couple of weeks back, um, I guess, when he was uh, one of the finals, I guess, or semifinals or so, um, you know, just your thoughts. It was, I mean, real quick, it was cool to, to see the not only the outpouring of emotion from him and, um, you know, Dolphins fans, the people who maybe watched him, covered him, but even like people like, like, like Patrick Mahomes was commenting, you know, they're Texas, Texas Tech alum and others who uh, were so happy that he was finally in there. You know, we, we talked about how uh, this was, this was a, a player and a man whose contemporaries for several years were like, why is Zach Thomas not in the Hall of Fame? Um, so for him to finally be in, I mean, Hey, however long it takes, once you get that call, and that announcement that you're in, it doesn't matter how long you waited. You're you're in elite class forever. Um, so definitely uh cool for uh cool for him. Um just your thoughts real quick. I was very I mean, I was overjoyed for Zach. Um yeah, he was such a such a smart player, such a well prepared player. He caused immense problems for uh a lot of great players. And you know, look, Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. You know, obviously the premier quarterbacks of that generation yep. can't say enough good about Zach Thomas. That should be the only stamp you need. I mean, when you hear that, that should that should let you like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> what other <laughs> questions do you, you know, Peyton Manning, who is about as, you know, that, that Peyton Manning, a guy who showed up to host Saturday Night Live prepared, <laughs> you know, super prepared, you know. So, you know, who goes into every game super prepared. He, he Even he was like, okay, his flip side was Zach Thomas. He said, oh, Zach used to cause him problems because – Zach was just as prepared and um, a, you know, I, his teammates always spoke well of him uh, as a teammate and as a play and as a person, yep. I know. And I was always, you know, I dealt with them as a member of the media, uh, always great to deal with as a member of the media. Um, and uh yeah, it's just very, just very happy. But Channing Carter had a great story. He said, you know, Zach would tell him before a play, you know, do do this, do, go 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 to go fill that hole. And Channing said, yeah. He said, I kind of hesitate before doing it because maybe it wasn't exactly what I was supposed to do. He said, then I he said then I I go there and then make the tackle. He said, but if I had done what Zach told me. Like unhesitatingly, you know, without hesitating, it would have been a two yard loss, not a no gain, yeah. you know. Um, and, you know, yeah, he was a guy who was, you know, always supposed to be you know, not very tall, not very big, um, not 
necessarily that fast, uh, but he the epitome of playing fast, being playing smart, playing fast, um, great run defender. I, I just, you know, very, very, very happy, very happy for him. And um, yeah, you say again, a great, very good person. Yeah. Um, I find it very interesting that he's, you know, after his career was over, he kind of said, okay, you know, that's, that's it. He, he's very, very low key. You don't yeah, see him a lot. Spent around time with his family and, you know, right. just kind of, uh, and, low, low key. Uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, just happy for him. So, no, definitely. Uh, yeah. That was definitely a great honor. You know, congrats to, to him and his family. And it's, uh, it's going to be fun in Canton, I believe, uh, first week of mm-hmm. August or so, um, when he's officially inducted into the Hall of Fame. I'm sure, I'm sure I'll make my way down there. We'll be definitely be covering it, and we'll have a lot of fun with that. Um, so, again, congrats to Zach Thomas and his family. Well, that brings us to the end of another edition of the Dolphins in That Podcast. I want to thank you guys, as always, for tuning in. Uh, subscribe to the Miami Hero YouTube, YouTube page. Subscribe to Miami Herald. Like, share, comment. Spread the good word. Uh, as I said before, uh, we got a lot of off-season important dates coming up. Uh, the Combine, we're going to have a ton of stories. Mike McDaniel's talking. We're going to have a ton of coverage from Indianapolis. Uh, we're going to be recording a podcast from Indianapolis. We're going to have a lot of fun with it. A couple of weeks later, we got the start of uh, free agency. No, we're going to have a lot of coverage there. We got the draft after that. We're going to have coverage every day, whenever you need it, how you want it. So uh, definitely stay stay locked uh, to the Miami Herald, Miami Herald YouTube page. Uh, we're going to have a lot of fun this offseason. Um, we'll talk to you next week from Indianapolis, the home of the scouting combine. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll check back in next week uh, from the scouting okay. combine. But until then, you guys take care. See you. Peace. Thank you.